Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as Mark Lemon Official on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I speak with Dominic Smith from Children's Bereavement Charity, Winston's Wish. Dominic speaks to me about how we can support bereaved children, young people and adults through Christmas. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment wherever you're listening to this podcast. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of Children's Bereavement Charity, Winston's Wish. Okay, so today I haven't travelled far. I'm literally just down the road from where I live. And I have come to see someone who I've got to know through uh, the incredible charity that I work with. And it's Dominic from Winston's Wish. Hi, hey. Dom. Hey, Mark. Good morning. It's, How are uh, you? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling very comfortable because I'm at my own home. Uh, and we've got coffee. And got coffee, which is important. And I, I've written a few things down to help me because it's early. <laughs> still <laughs> it is early still and yeah dom's just uh just drawn out and wrote out a few words to try and to aid us through the conversation do you know what i was thinking okay do i write questions down for this do i and then i was thinking well okay the the, the whole process for this conversation is basically for christmas and to try and help um children young people but mainly adults that are struggling to support um, a child or young person through Christmas and so that's why I've come to speak to this very experienced practitioner to to see if we could get some tips um, through this period yeah and hopefully we can uh, come up with some uh, some new ideas together as well I think in in my job um, at Winston's Wish it is helping yeah individuals no matter what age come up with their own uh, fit for what feels comfortable for them at Christmas or other parts of the year as well. So we know that there's different religious uh, festivals or celebrations. So what feels right and what feels doable and uh, comfortable enough um, yeah, to try and explore. So that could be traditions of old or yeah. even creating new traditions. I think that's really important for, for families. Oh, definitely. Especially, you know, obviously this time of year. But um, so I guess sort of rewinding quickly, could you just give the listeners just a little bit of background about yourself and what you do at Winston's Wish? Yeah, so um, I'm uh, my, my 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 role's called lead practitioner. So it means that I'm um, I'm part of a therapeutic team um, at Winston's Wish who support families um, where a young person um, or a parent or carer has died. Um, so we have um, uh, a really nice, lovely, warm, and friendly. Um, team um, of practitioners so I'm a I'm a family therapist but we're a multidisciplinary team so we have uh, counsellors we have a drama therapist a play therapist and we all kind of muck in with each other's ideas to think about what will support a, a family best um, 
but day to day yeah it's it's meeting with families who've experienced bereavement and want to have some questions thought about and maybe some possible answers um explored and we we definitely come with a narrative at winston's wish that there's no right or wrong way to grieve it's about exploring and finding what feels okay and what comforts you when things don't go right when there is adversity and there's other things that are happening um so yeah like bereavement doesn't happen in a silo in a vacuum does it no definitely not um so yeah i I, there's no quick summary about what we do (laughs) it encompasses a lot of things doesn't it um, and I've seen firsthand and I've been over to the charity in Cheltenham and, you know, and again, I've seen what you, you, you do at the drop-ins that are off the record, you know, and, and you know, it's an incredible way to sort of just invite children in and young people into a space of, you know, feeling comfortable to, to share how they're feeling, you know. Yeah. And, and I, you know, some people don't want to talk because of multiple reasons. Sorry, that's my laptop <laughs> notifying me of some other things I've got to do. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just about talking. It's about you know, some people communicate their um, their expression through art or movement or you know the way that they're they're holding their body. Um, so it's just being making the uncomfortable comfortable or more comfortable, um, making the things that we don't talk about talk aboutable. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a pace and in, in a place where. Um, yeah, young people and adults can really question why they are feeling why they're feeling or what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. Because um, sometimes we don't stop to think and say, well, why Why am I pushing myself to do this? Is this something that I want to do or is it something that I feel I'm obliged to by something that my parents have told me to do or something that I feel that society is telling me I've got to do? That's it, because that can happen where, you know, and I and I know, speaking from experience, it's your sort of push down a certain avenue of grief that this is how you should, you know, get through it and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and I think what what's really great about um, the podcast, Mark, and, you know, the, the multiple kind of organisations and the more people coming forward to talk about grief is that it's, it's, it's creating more opportunities to say actually this is how it affects me let's talk about some of this stuff um and let's find communities where we feel less isolated and um yeah where we can do what we feel is right for us at that particular moment yeah yeah okay so leading on to what we talked about earlier in terms of you know why we're here really is to to talk about christmas and you know it can be such a difficult time of year for for people um you know because and again you know going back to my own experience of just sort of you know and I've, I've written about it recently in terms of the sort of the guilt element that you might have because that you're happy you're happy and you're it's this time of year and everyone's you know i guess supposed to be jolly and then they're not here to enjoy it with you you know and that can be difficult can't it so what sort of tips have you got for for anyone listening i suppose um um, what I want to do is position myself not as the, the guru of Christmas uh, <laughs> or the Grinch, um, but to share kind of the the experiences and thoughts that I've had from other families. Yeah. Um, so some of the um, some like like you said, some some Christmases might be better than others. You might feel that actually today today we do want to be jolly because that's what I think my dad would have wanted, or 
um, actually I feel comfortable today to go to that place that dad used to love going. And other days, like if it wasn't Christmas, other days you might wake up and go, I can't, actually, I can't bear to go to the grave. I don't, I don't want to. And how you manage those feelings of possible guilt mm. of saying, well, I, I feel like I should have, and I, will I be letting him down or will I, does it, is that, I've heard that someone said you have to, otherwise you don't, you're not, you're not loyal. So it's listening to all the other voices that are having an influence in what we're, what we're doing. And I think, yeah, your point about, you know, is the season to be jolly? Well, is it? <laughs> Sometimes actually, yeah, it is about, you know, we, we hear more about homelessness at Christmas. We hear more about the isolated and lonely at Christmas. And so it is an opportunity to spread love and joy and connection and possibly, yeah, to, to review the year and think, actually this year has been tough and maybe I can do a bit of everything at Christmas I can be a bit sad I can be a bit happy um is there space that we can create for for all of those things I think it's different when you do have kids because you want to you want to make things fun and sometimes that 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 fun might displace or manage some of the sadness that you feel it definitely switches it up when you have kids and I've realized that you know I'm not saying there's a pressure and an expectation but like you just said if you are feeling low and you're having a you know a bit of a tough day I think you know for me I felt maybe a little bit more pressure to mask it you know obviously I'm not going to be sad and trying to ruin my children's Christmas (laughs) but but yeah I totally get what you just said you know in terms of maybe like an adult's perspective yeah, yeah. And, I, and I suppose if we can, like I say, throughout the year, not just at Christmas, if we can model that as adults we have mixed feelings too, it's not going to confuse children. Mm. And if it does confuse some children, because they're like, oh, well, it's, but you're supposed to be happy because of how they've been told that you should be happy, you should have a great time. Mm. It's okay to be able to say, well, actually, I'm missing my dad. Yeah. Most children, whatever age, will understand that, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, to some level yeah you know yeah. so if we can start to talk about that but also show that feeling and you know with some families you have those traditions of we're going to raise a class for for absent friends you know some of those things we do unknowingly and it doesn't you don't it doesn't f- resonate with the f- the the feeling um because it's it's become a habit yes and so it feels lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas actually sometimes I think what I've definitely had experiences of working with lots of families where they don't want to put up the Christmas tree it's a slog they're feeling tired you know it's it's been a heck of a year and it's another milestone it's another time that their that their loved one isn't here or even I, I say loved one I'm sometimes curious why we often use that word as well sometimes you know actually there could be really difficult relationships and life can just feel so different without that person um and it's quieter so the christmas is quieter because there isn't that argument or that hubbub or that noise um so yeah it's being sensitive to to noticing change and how if i can do anything like through this through this kind of conversation with you mark is share that um you know it's about giving your giving families confidence to explore something new mm. and trusting your feelings yeah that actually you might feel that this is going to be tough and painful putting up or uh, a photo of of the person who died mm. or doing putting up a ball ball or a, making a decoration there's sometimes that if it if it's the first time that you're doing something there's going to be that nervous 
uh, apprehension or anticipation like is this going to be okay yeah. am I going to be uh, is it too much to bear or not and I'd say the the thing that the mantra I use always use you don't know until you do it and actually what you've got a get out clause try it and if it really does feel too painful you can pop it back in the box yeah. you know to think actually this is I tried this and now I know that I'm not going to do that next year we're not going to all march up to that special place because that was too hard. Yeah, no, um, I completely agree. But but also, if you don't if you don't do it, you won't know. And I think there's some beautiful, beautiful examples I want to share with you um, of where families have find found what's right for them. And so, what I wanted to do is kind of yeah guide you through um, yeah a kind of activity that I do with families. Yeah, show us show us the diet. That, walk us through the diagram that we have in front of us. We have a Christmas tree, and then. Um, a few words on a bit of paper so I'm not saying this will work with every family um, but give it maybe give it a go give it some space we we often as parents um, kind of plan lots of things in our heads and we don't write them down or some people do um, so um, what I ask families to do is if they're willing to is to draw a tree it's quite fun for some and quite nerve-wracking for others like it's hard um, so this isn't an artistic uh, you know competition just to draw something that symbols a tree um, and then draw some decorations so some big big baubles and within the baubles what we're going to do is uh, write just a few ideas we don't have to do them but a few ideas um, and I'll share usually with a family a few ideas as well and what feels comfortable to put on the tree and what things are we going to keep in the box okay yeah I love this yeah so this first bauble it might be for example um, yeah my my auntie was uh, amazing at cooking roast potatoes like the best like and that's something that i really remember about her like better than my parents better than sorry my wife's um so for me like yeah do i do i put roast potatoes on there am i gonna like try and do it find out the recipe that she used to use and knock those out of the park that might be quite a simple one to go all oh, right yeah well roast potatoes we always have them so that's that's a given that's yeah whatever but how about if we, um, you know, put a place at the table for her? You know, would is that is that uh, uh, yeah comfortable for you or not comfortable for you? Mm. So I'd invite the family yeah. to say, hey, or individuals in that family say, yeah, that feels alright. And for some someone in that family, like uh, a mum, might say, hey, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, whereas someone else might say, well, do you know what that that seems a bit? I can't I, because they're supposed to be here. Um, it's all different and I think what's really important is that we respect difference and to say we don't know in what it'll be like until we do it sure. um, so it might be that you have different ways of doing that so it might be that you have a photo up of her or um, yeah just actually a nod to say these potatoes <laughs> are not as good as Auntie June's <laughs> so the next one um, I'll invite you if you feel comfortable Mark to, to share Share something okay. that you you might do, or something that you would consider. Yeah, hey, do you know, not something I remembered the other day about my dad was that he was an he was actually incredible at, at wrapping presents, and so you know potentially wrapping uh, a few presents with the kids, you know, and sort of doing that with uh, Otis and Thea. Um, that could be a nice thing to do. My wrapping will be no way as good as his, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it might be a really lovely idea to do it with them. Yeah. And, and, you know, that will 
if you feel confident to, is to share that. You know, my dad was an expert rapper, actually. Yeah. Like, I wonder how if there's any videos that we can do to try and get get better. <laughs> yeah, <but> rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Rap whilst you're rapping. Rap right? while you're rapping. Yeah. 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 Um, so some some of the other ones I'm, I'll, I'll kind of share with you is them. Um, some families say that they light a candle, and they just have that up at particular moments, um, and it's an opportunity to reflect. And we do that kind of on our groups as well. So the groups that we run um uh, at winston's wish we will we'll light a candle and mark that as a symbol that you're thinking about them um and so it gives you permission what we try and say is you know that can give you permission to go and have some fun mm. it doesn't mean because you're having fun you're forgetting them it means that you're you're doing something probably that they would like you to do to go off and have some fun and have a good time but know that you're still thinking about them they're within your thoughts yeah, no, that's a lovely one. I always love lighting yeah. a candle, yeah. Um, the other thing is, yeah, thinking about the things that they like to do at Christmas. So are there particular films that you know that you cuddled up to or you watched or something that they wouldn't go near because they couldn't stand the Grinch? Or, mm-hmm. um, and do you do? Do you do the things that they disliked because, you know, they're not here and it doesn't matter? Or do you do the things that they really cared about even though you think, oh, I don't want to do that? Like, yeah, putting that Mariah Carey song on that, you know, that, that they really liked, that it really grates on you. Sorry, Mariah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's giving permissions for those conversations, I think. Um, the other thing I really like exploring with families, or not that I really like, but it, it's de- it definitely reaps rewards. Like, lot, lots of families share how helpful it is. It's just to think about the people, places and things. Um so the people who you want to see around you who might be able to share memories and good times of, you know, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, the places you can go um, or the places that you don't want to go to, mm-hmm. to have that conversation. You know, will we go for, um, you know, a swim or because that's what dad used to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's a there's a family I worked with where they do a boxing day swim. So they'd go out and swim in the sea. And for some of that family, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to brave it. And others are like, I can't, I can't bear that. That's mm. something I hated doing. Mm. Um, but they'll, they'll go, they'll, they'll go and have an, an experience and think, well, you know, I'm glad I don't have to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and things as well. So things can be um, down to the, um, the clothes that you wear, that you know you had a silly jumper day, or have you got any clothes of, you know, your loved ones that you could pop on or think about, or um, things like photos. So have you got photos of, that person at Christmas that you could just pop up in a frame just for that, you know, it could be a day or it could be a week. It's what yeah. feels comfortable yeah. for you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like that as a mantra, like three, like people, places, things. I kind of remember things in threes, so it helps me. They're really good points. And um, I guess, you know, we're talking about the adults and supporting children. And, you know, like with the podcast, the majority of people listening are adults or, or young people. Have you got any advice for, you know, an adult that's, that's going through a bereavement at the moment? You know, obviously adults can grieve differently to children at this time of year. You know, would you relate what, everything you've just said to, to, to an adult as well? Yeah, I would. I, I, I think actually we, it's sometimes in, in a very busy life that we all lead, and especially with Christmas, because you feel like you've got to go and do shopping and there's food and there's visits and there's, you're usually seeing more people than you usually do, mm. generally. I know that some people don't. They hunker down and say, well, if you come to me, come to me. But if not, I don't want to see you. Yeah. Um, but I think, 
yeah, it's giving, in a busy time, I think it's giving enough space just to plan and prepare and think what are the trigger points, what are the times where this might get a bit tough and I might need just some comfort um, and to be to be okay with that and to share that with some people you're not going to be in party mode um, because I think if you're able to give space for that sadness and that grief and that maybe frustration or even anger you know because I don't I don't believe that it's uh, grief is a I think most of us don't think that grief is a uh, just a process that you hit this and then you hit that and then mm. you hit that it's mm. It's much more unique and individual. Yeah. So you can feel not feel anger for, for years and then actually feel the in, real injustice, mm. you know, becoming a parent and then saying, well, you know, that's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair that they, they were taken too soon. Mm. Um, death is an ultimate injustice, isn't it? We want people to, to live longer and be with us more. And, and each, you know, each circumstance, like you've already said, is different to, to somebody else's. So... So I, I suppose yeah. The, in answer, sorry, I'm a I'm a I'm a meanderer with my thoughts, <laughs> but I think uh, going back to your point about you know I don't difference for for adults. I think it's the the same message is to provide some space to think about that sadness and your the different thoughts that you might have and the different feelings you might have, um, and to to really give space to write down what you think you need and what you would like and share that with others. So that you're not facing it alone, so that you're able to reach out to, you know, Uncle Patrick and say, yeah. "Do you know what? You haven't sent a birthday card for the last, or a Christmas card for the last three years. It, I'd really appreciate it if you did, because at least you've shared, you know." I, you know, it's, it's with honesty. You, you know, once you've got it out, you feel a lot better, don't you? I mean, depending what it is, really, but it's it, you do, don't you? And often people don't know. They don't know until it's made black and white. Exactly. We we often. And I think it is another injustice that that often people who are bereaved themselves, who have experienced loss, then have to give direction for how other people interact with you, because so many people are treading on eggshells or they are making assumptions that oh you know what they might just not want um, yeah let's give them a quiet one I don't want to interfere I don't want to make them sad so basically it's p- permission to be honest with those around you when you are suffering yourself isn't it it's that's a lovely of... summary I wish I could have just said that straight away <laughs> it just came to me like that bang. <laughs> but um but yeah no that's it's so true because yeah I mean you know you do have to kind of think about those that are grieving and how you can support them but obviously at the same time like you've said a lot of people aren't mind readers so you know and do need a bit of a steer yeah and I, yeah, we all, um, we all failed telepathy at GCSE, right? Yes. That's one of my, one, one yeah. of my sayings. So I wasn't hitting A's with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I know that every family is different. So some of what we've talked about today will fit for some, for some individuals and for others, other points might just be like, well, that doesn't apply to me. I can't, I can't just go and say that to them because there's so much history and it's tough and it's difficult. So is to is to just check your personal barometer, you know, to say, well, have I got the energy for that side of the family or have I got the energy for that particular person? Because I know that they they take more energy than, or I feel, because it isn't just about them, I feel frustrated when they're around because, you know, this stuff is happening. Um, so I think it's giving permission for all of those feelings and to, to choose where you put your energy. I love that personal barometer. That's that's a good one. I'm going to steal it. Yeah, do I? Th- I think it's a really nice met- metaphor. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, what if you feel that you're in stormy weather and you're you, there's a rain cloud over you? Is 
yeah how can, what do you need to do for yourself to yeah. to to manage that and see the see the sun yes. um yeah and are there people that you can invite to help you know you know plot a good course yeah, yeah, exactly. you know through that weather and uh, the other thing is you know that personal barometer will come in really handy on christmas day or boxing day when you're visiting friends and family and like you just said if you're going through a tough time and you're feeling emotional and or in a certain way it's checking in isn't it because you're in an enclosed space with a lot of people that you don't see that often and, and i think it's a real it's a real mix emotions you know you might, we've talked about the the difference you know, we started off talking about, you know, it's the season to be jolly, but also it is the season for to allow sadness and loss and think about the people who aren't here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this it's the season to be yourself and it's the season to to look after each other. And actually some of the some of the songs that you hear about pe- families coming together, it's remembering love. And it's, care. it's remembrance, pe- pe- isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. pe- people do generally that people are kind generally yeah. i know that some people <laughs> might struggle to show kindness um but you know coming together bringing people that you love that you know care about you together and even if you can't you know the technology is amazing so skyping or facebook or you know yeah. being able to connect and know that you are loved and you are cared about you know not just as uh, for children but also as adults i think we still need that yeah. Um, and so that might still be thinking about the people who have died and although they're not here to know that they loved you and to yeah. know that they cared even though if relationships were tricky or difficult and they didn't show that because um, I as you know at Winston's Wish we work with a huge range of, of different family contexts so those where there is love and care and support and for those actually where there is neglect and struggle and, and mental health issues um, so Every Christmas will be different for each family, but it's, I think it's about reaching out and finding help when you can as well. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant and, and also kind of a nice way to end. But, you know, for, for anyone trying to reach out to Winston Swish and find Winston Swish, what's the best way to, um, to find so you guys? The, the, the website's really helpful. I mean, we that's how generally families find out about us is they have a little browse and see that there are particular blogs and pages specifically for different types of bereavement um but the helpline is really really useful just as a soundboard for anyone to talk mm. about um yeah um supporting bereaved children um and that could be a simple question that you want a few different answers and perspectives for um that does have um kind of christmas opening times which i'm not sure about so do check on the website because they will have all that information there um, but that number is um, 080880020021. I haven't thought about a good jingle I can do that with. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll put one at the end. But I'll, I'll also add that to the uh, uh, the notes of the podcast as well. Um, and we've um, we've actually got uh, a new um, crisis messenger. But we'll I'll, I'll, I'll share those with you, Mark. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, we'll, and that's we'll... and that's where any young people can can text uh, uh, WW to a certain number, and they'll get a, a, a text response. Yeah, and that's open 24-7 throughout Christmas as well. Because I think Christmas is a time where lots of services do shut um, and close down. So it can be, you know, when you've had that argument or that blowout, you know, after Christmas and the Monopoly board's gone flying, you know, very sounds very middle class now. <laughs> Monopoly board, yeah. <laughs> but, but Yeah, but like actually when you're feeling low and isolated and um, the, the family who you feel is supposed to be supporting you isn't hitting the mark, you know, it's important to have somewhere to go. 
So look, Dom, thank you so much for speaking with me. It's um, it's been a long long time coming for me um, having a uh, an interview with somebody from Winston's Wish, and I'm really pleased it's you because you know not only are you an amazing bloke, you're literally down the road. <laughs> so um, yeah, wishing you uh, wishing you a great Christmas, and um, yeah, thank you so much. You're very welcome, and it's really nice um, to to have me on. So thank you so much, um, and yeah, wishing everyone a peaceful and um, and loving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>